Get ready to listen. Okay, next question. Get ready to listen. Block by Block Chicago. Block by Block Chicago. Block by Block Chicago. You are listening to Block by Block and Lumpen Radio audios from Chicago Cultural Center. Self-portrait? What is that? Hello, um, I'm Gloria. And this is George, being our producer. And I'm here with our guests, Jen and Heather. Hi, Jen and Heather. So my first question for you guys is, why are you at the Cultural Center today? Such a great question to start with, because I just moved here to Chicago about five weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's really my first day exploring downtown, exploring the loop. And my friend Jen, who's lived here quite a while, uh, thought that this would be a place I would love and was raving about like, how many things happen in this space and how many different reasons people use this space and how vibrant it is. And you could just go anytime and there are new exhibitions or new music. Or that is awesome. You know, I've lived here in Chicago my whole life, and I recently started, you know, learning about the Cultural Center. And we, well, the kids interviewed someone earlier, and they mentioned that this was a library report. And honestly, I did not know that. So, you know, I've been here my whole life, so awesome that you are exploring the city. Um, but yeah, this was a library, and some of the books that they had here, they donated, donated them to the... Um, Carol Washington Library. Okay. So that was cool. Fun fact <laughs> that I learned from our guest. Um, but that's awesome. And so you've been in Chicago for a while now? For about five years. Five years? And yes. you said five weeks. Five weeks. So yes. where did you live before? I lived in Rochester, New York. Oh, New York. Cool. Cool. And what about you before your five years? I lived in Rochester, New York for a little bit, which is Heather and I actually met in college. And then we happened to live in the same city for a little bit. And then I moved to LA. Awesome. So, what do you like about Chicago since you've kind of been in different places and stuff in here as well? Is there anything you guys like about Chicago that you don't really find anywhere else? For me, definitely public transportation. Okay. It's the thing. Yeah. And I, I like that Chicago is definitely a critical city and that so many Everything I've seen, experienced, eaten, and heard in Chicago, I've loved so much. 
That's awesome. So since you haven't drove a car in Chicago, from an outsider perspective, what do you think about traffic? I haven't been. I've been all on foot. So I miss, I don't miss using a car at all, and I haven't. I haven't really been in areas where there has been like a noticeable amount of traffic. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen that yet. So it's possible, except when I go to the airport and back. Okay, yeah. Sometimes, like, the highways will look like they're pretty crowded, and I'm super happy to be on the subway. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I don't like about Chicago is the traffic. Okay, Although, okay. I'm pretty sure that there's other areas, like New York maybe has a lot of traffic, not yeah. sure. Um, but I do think that Chicago has a lot of traffic, and it might be because I drive now, but I do like the bus and the train a lot better than driving, so I can relate to you. So, do you guys like to draw or anything? Do you guys have an artistic side, maybe music or...? She's, she's a pretty well-known artist. I can show you her website. Oh. I, she, I made her. I wouldn't say the well-known part. But, uh, yeah, I, I love making art. I've been making art for my whole life, I'd say. Um, about the past 15 years, I've been teaching art at the University of Rochester. So, I teach painting and drawing and performance art. What art do you focus on, like your personal art? Like, what is it that you kind of like comfortable with, and you know, you can go home and you're like, okay, this is, I can be free doing this thing. Yeah, it's a great question. The art that I focus on is usually thinking about social problems, social injustices, and then how can we imagine alternatives? How can we imagine, like, how can art play a role? So one of the painting series that I worked on was called Parables for a Compassionate Revolution. Oh, yeah. And it was, you saw it on the website? Um, and they were, I was imagining, like, so in our American history, we tend to remember the wars and, you know, the businesses and the CEOs and kind of these very grandiose moments of power. But what if we remember different stories? And so I created a fake history. Uh, all through images, all through paintings. Um, stories that didn't really happen, like in one, a giraffe has fallen over, and all these women from this town are like coming in to try to help get the giraffe back up, and the giraffe might not get back up, but the idea would be like those moments of helping each other. Yeah, just, I'm not explaining this, but the paintings explain it better. <laughs> but in words, different stories that like had those stories been important enough to us to remember them, they may have led us to a more compassionate culture now when we're more ready to help each other and not be with each other. Wow, that's beautiful. You know, I like to draw as well. Yeah, but what do you like to draw? Portraits. I okay. really enjoy drawing portraits, but I like doing once in a while like letters like graffiti and stuff but i think it's really interesting that you're talking about like um history and how we learn about our history and who chooses what we get to learn because one of the things that i learned recently um i just started doing radio through an organization where i used to paint murals with i still do in the summer only but i never thought about radio i never thought it was interesting to me because i would notice that they do a lot of research and they have to like really inform themselves about what they're going to talk about and I was like, oh no, drawing is more like free. I don't have to worry too much. But then I started realizing that it's really important. And 
Eliza here. She gave us a small workshop at the organization where I attend, and she mentioned that the power of like radio and podcasting and just like audio is that we get to record our own history like through yeah. our own voice so i think it's Such lovely that you mentioned that and i kind of connected that to what we're doing right now we're yeah. recording our history and i think that's so beautiful Absolutely. <laughs> so that's another part of art right like we're stuff she would be so proud of me right I now <laughs> so i think it's pretty cool that we are here sharing that with the youth as well is there anything that you are involved with like youth or anything related to that I was in Rochester when okay. I was teaching there and living there, but since I've come to Chicago, uh, not yet. I'm okay. sure I will at some point. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that empowering youth doesn't necessarily mean like having a workshop with them. It's just like, you know, even your family members, like how much you want to motivate them or just tell them that anything is possible, right? Like we were talking to another um, interviewee that was telling us that we should have no limits to our creativity. And I think that's awesome. Do you agree, George? Yes, I do. <laughs> Why? Just because you doesn't mean that you don't need help. Or kind of the opposite. It means doesn't mean that you need help and that you need grown-ups. It just means that you're not. I mean, you, you do still need help sometimes, but it's also up to the grown-ups to kind of give you what you need. And that doesn't mean that you're like too young for things too. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, that's good. Yeah, guidance. It's not about control. It's about guiding. Yeah, it's that's a great point too, George. And I would flip it also and say that adults need help from kids. True. Like just because you're an adult doesn't mean that, that you're independent and you don't need any help from anyone. Exactly. And like kids have a type of wisdom that adults don't have. And kids have a different experience with the world that adults don't have access to. And so your voices are powerful, like we need adults and aging people and elderly people, like we all need to hear we all need each other. voices, we yeah. definitely do, we definitely do. So beautiful. <laughs> so if you guys could um, change or bring something like off limits to Chicago for anybody, what would it be, like anything that comes to mind? Personally, being an architecture now, I do wish looking back on my own childhood and knowing some of the kids in my own life, I do wish that we were better as a society to better able to integrate math, science, and art at an earlier age and give tools to kids to be able to design maybe even buildings at a younger age yeah. and, and to kind of meld that in a different way that you might be forced to in school. I'm so new here that I don't know if there's anything I would say I could bring without exactly knowing where I am yet. But that being said, not necessarily for Chicago, but I'm working on a series of paintings now uh, that are fictional devices intended to help us all get through these turbulent political years. So there's, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying, George. Help me out here. <laughs> so there are earbuds that fact check speeches in real time. There are, what are some of the other ones? I am drawing a blank, but I'm There's a voting portal that helps white people understand what people of color have always known. There are helium helium filled shoulder pads to lift that heavy feeling. There's a backpack for women in control.
controlling relationships, fully equipped with a ladder, a bank account balance, and an alarm clock set for its time to get out. Uh, so there are, it's a whole series of devices, tools, machines, and mechanisms, not necessarily for Chicago, but that I just wish existed. Yeah, I, these are great, and I feel like, like you mentioned, not only people from Chicago can relate to this, but this is definitely something that anyone can really relate to. Um, I know why perspective, this is so awesome. I felt like when I saw the work, it, wow. it hit me in the way that I thought, I think I need these because I struggle with my family and listening to their little perspective that I don't agree with. Yeah, so which, which is? Which is maybe more conservative than mine. So I, some of uh, their conservative perspectives make me uncomfortable and I sometimes I think I need help trying to understand where they're coming from because it's not always a part of my world or, or the way I see the world. I, I feel a lot of growth. <laughs> that is so awesome. But I, I stand strong with what you mentioned with like um, maybe being more, taking more like children seriously with the tools that we provide for them because I do think that they're a lot more creative when they're younger and you know as they get older they start um, losing it a little bit. I mean that's why we're adults. We're only adults because we lose our little kid inside of us sometimes you know. So I definitely think that that would be awesome for Chicago just like more resources and being like more serious about what the youth are learning in school and not just oh this is by the book you know. But I think also your paintings that, like I mentioned, anyone can relate to that, and that's that's awesome. Trying to understand a perspective that you necessarily, you know, don't walk through. But I think that's really cool. I don't have any words. I, I You're so overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah, this is good. Why do you like to do portraiture? And I'm only asking because I used to do a lot of photography portraiture and sometimes portraiture can be difficult to do because of the way people see themselves mm -hmm. or because of the way they think you're perceiving them. So I first started with like um, portraits of animals and just for the fact that um, I would make them kind of abstract so I would play with colors everywhere and then I started focusing on my own face so I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that because I have paintings of portraits I've done on myself and over the years I noticed that I've changed how I look at myself, right? And I haven't been able to paint one recently, but I mean, I look at them and I'm like, I don't even look like that anymore, you know? Or I can't believe I thought I used to look like that, you know? So I think it's really interesting. And I don't know, I, I feel like also drawing a face kind of reminds me of how similar we all are. You know, we have eyes right. in the same place, you know, nose. And I also, um, there was like some an article I read that related to like portraits in a way that you know like our faces are kind of different from like our left and our right are different. Um, and I noticed that people who have, or in the article according to the article, people that have like a more symmetrical face were like this is more even. Like they're both pretty even. They're considered like more beautiful in compared to someone that doesn't have like an even side on both sides. And I thought it was interesting like the placement of our eyes or our nose like to another person can define if we're beautiful or not or whatever but we're really all the same right like 
it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I, I really enjoy drawing portraits though, to be honest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Self-Portrait? What is that? And now, what can we find in the Chicago Cultural Center? What exhibit did you just see? Uh, it was like a big cardboard thing that I really liked. Actually, it's container board, not cardboard. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you especially liked it? Well, because I work for a company that makes container board. It's exciting. It is, yeah. We told, I told them that they should, we should take pictures of the exhibit so his, we can send it to his company so they can use it for marketing. Yeah. <laughs> do you see yourself doing that in the future? No, we need to make, my company makes 200,000 tons of container board every year. So that would be a lot of sculptures. That's a lot of forts. Yeah, it is a lot of forts, yeah. (laughs) What do you do with all that usually? It gets made into boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Not into sculptures? Not into sculptures, yes. Well, maybe. If you, well, yeah, ours could be there. But like if you buy anything from like Amazon.com or at the supermarket and it comes in a box, then my company helps make the thing that made the box. What's your company called? Verso Corporation. The most poetic thing about a box is it's a lot like a house, actually. The inside of the walls you never see, but on the outside and on the inside is like the uh, outside of your house and the inside of your house. But the thing that really holds it together in the box is called a medium. And you can see the pieces of that on the sculpture in there, but like in your house, you never see what's on the inside of your walls. It's curvy. And it's like, it goes like a loop-de-loop, and it goes up and around, and then it makes like kind of like a talon. It's so weird. This artwork is by Sam Kirk. Do you know who she is? No. So she is a Chicago-based artist. She has a lot of murals in like the north side. I've seen a lot in like Pilsen. This is kind of her style. What do you see, like, throughout the pieces? What is one thing that you see in common? There's, like, the faces, the people are made of different, like, parts, sort of. Like, different shapes? Yeah, like, different shapes. And they're different colors. The skateboard one, like, it's kind of pink, or sort of... Yeah, like, shades of pink. And you can see, sort of... Chicago, like how how it represents Chicago because of the glasses. Right, totally. And then like some of the paintings have like the buildings. Yeah. And they, they look like apartments. Um, this one has the train. Right yeah. In the back. And it has some the street pole, and it looks totally Chicago end. Fumbles. Okay. Maybe from the 1970s. Yeah. So first we pick this one, and then we do. Let's do. Like a moment. Art is expression of your, to me it's an expression of who you are. To me art is like you're putting your feelings on a canvas or a paper and it's something that you want other people to see how you're feeling or what you're thinking and um, you, art, you just be really creative with art and you display what's on your mind and people like your art they buy it and maybe they can relate to what you're saying well to me 
is understanding and listening. You have to be able to listen and sort of relate to what the person is telling you or relate to the situation and try to put a positive spin on it or try to figure out what would be the best solution. And my thing with a lot of my youth and the younger people, because I've, I've done quite a bit of volunteer work in the school system, so my thing is I motivate and I encourage. <laughs> but I love to see children growing and learning and interacting and challenging themselves and know that they can reach different heights if they want to. A lot of times they don't have the motivators in their lives. So, and even with my own, uh, even for things that I wasn't able to accomplish, I try to encourage and ensure that they are accomplished and get some of the benefits of a life that they deserve. I had a pretty good childhood. As I stated in one of my earlier questions, I guess my mom was more of a stickler sort of, sort of life. My dad, we interacted with my dad, so cool. My dad was one of those that you could, get in, yeah, no, oh, you could get in the car and you're going grocery shopping or you're going to pick up paint or something, and he would make it so exciting. You stop and get something to eat or stop and get ice cream or go see nature because I love nature, especially in the fall. And we would just be able to do some of the, some of the most funnest things. And then when we had a problem or something was bothering us, he was the one that would come and take care of our little wounds or cuts and tell us it's going to be okay. I guess that's where usually you get your females get their maternal side supposedly from their mom. But I ended up getting it from my dad. What did you think of the hall? Well, I think it's really great, and I didn't expect to see such a nice hall at all. So it was actually my girlfriend who recommended to come in, and, well, I, I, I wasn't interested, but when I came in, I thought, well, this was worth it. Did you have any, like, favorite aspect of it? What I really liked about it was um, that, well, the, the downtown of Chicago has all these skyscrapers, and uh, this is just uh, completely different architecture. So this is uh, what... Uh, yeah, this old-fashioned style. Yeah, this is what, what I really liked. Well, I'm from Germany. I like Bauhaus architecture. Mm -hmm. Well, it's uh, some kind of architecture which is very plain and uh, just simple uh, kind, kind of architecture. This is what I like. You are listening to Block by Block and Lumpen Radio audios from Chicago Cultural Center. And now, what is art for you? We are here in the, at the Culture Center at the Learning Lab, and we're going to have a discussion about art, right? So can one of you tell me, like, what, what do you consider art? Your thoughts. Your, your feelings. Feelings? Yes, emotions. Basically your mind. Your mind. I love that. I love the fact that you really said your mind because every time I look at an art piece, I'm like... I'm in the artist's mind, you know, where we get to explore like what this artist was thinking. Um, you know, you can tell their process through like the colors or anything that they use, and it, and it does say a lot about the artist. Some people use like dark colors, other people like like to use really bright colors. <laughs> yeah, you like you see, she likes to draw with colors. I like to draw with black pen. So yeah. Can you please state your name? Ariana. What kind of neighborhood do you live in? I live on the north side in Portage Park. Oh, do you see a lot of art there? Not much. Um, why are you here at the Culture Center today? Just because we wanted to see something new. Oh, okay. What has been the best part so far? Probably this room. Okay. If you were an art piece, what 
what kind of art piece would you be or look like? Some sort of mandala, just because of the intricacy. Okay. My name is Kenya. What kind of neighborhood do you live in? I live in a um, city neighborhood. <laughs> Why are you here at the culture center today? I came here to take pictures with my friends. If you're an art piece, what would you be or look like? I would be a neon light because um, I'm very bright and I love shining in dark places. Uh, my name is Natanya. What neighborhood do you live in? Uh, right now I live in Des Plaines, but I'm from Chicago. I grew up all over the north side. Why are you here at the Culture Center today? Um, just to see some art. Um, I feel like the Cultural Center, I prefer the Cultural Center because it mostly pertains to Chicago history, Chicago artists, and they don't have to be famous. They're very local, and I like to see what people are doing in Chicago. If you were an art piece, what would you be like or look like? I was an art piece? That's a good question. I never thought about that before. Maybe an impressionist painting because I'm, I'm maybe different things to different people and they, when they look at me they might see different things. Uh, my name is Stefan Cortez. What is like your, the name of the neighborhood you live? Um, I actually live in Milwaukee right now for school. I live in the east side and it's um, kind of a historical kind of old neighborhood. It's near to school, so. <laughs> Why are you here at the Culture Center today? Um, I was here for a lot of graduate schools went here for uh, architecture to kind of showcase their school, so, yeah. What, what is the best part so far? The best part of the Cultural Center? Well, the architecture, I feel like, is always um, amazing, so it's, it's always exciting to see. Um, so, yeah. If you were an art piece, what would you look like? If I was an art piece, oh, ooh. <laughs> I feel like I would be some sort of installation that moves around and is um, often in different areas and is very temporary. So, yeah, I don't know if there, I don't know if it would be a specific art piece that I would cling to, but yeah. So, hello, I am your host, Gloria, and we are here with our special guest, Liz. And we have Marcella as our producer at the Cultural Center. And we're going to start off by asking, what is art um, to you? I think art is um, what everybody's own interpretation. I think it's beauty. I think art is everywhere. Um, what I may like may not be what you like. Art is colorful. Art can be a sculpture, it can be made of stone or any kind of medium that you find anywhere. Art is just beauty. It's whatever you think beauty is. Do you have a favorite artist? I do have a favorite artist, Salvador Dali. I love Salvador Dali. Why do you love him? Because his things are very strange, but at the same time, it could be any way you interpret it. It could be something kind of strange and weird, or it could be something that is maybe you've seen in your dreams, or something that reminds you of something when you were growing up. It's kind of dreamy and strange, and it's just really neat and odd at the same time. Awesome. If you were to create a piece of artwork, what would it look like? Well, I think I really would like to do something in glass, like a glass-blowing piece of art that had um, maybe different colors in it, but it was transparent, and it was bright, and didn't really have a shape. It just was pretty. Okay, I see it. 
I visualize mm-hmm. it, something like abstract. Are you from Chicago? I am. Well, not Chicago, but we're from the suburbs. Okay. And what's the art scene on in your community? <laughs> the art scene in our community. We live in a really far away suburb, so there really isn't an art scene there. But I do have to say we live around some cornfields, and sometimes the beauty is just looking at the corns and listening to the sounds that the wind makes when it goes through the corn. Yeah, most definitely. I think that would be like a perfect scenery for like mm-hmm. someone to draw. Yeah. So since you don't have a lot of art in your community personally, do you enjoy coming to Chicago and seeing the Yes, we do enjoy coming to, to downtown to Chicago. Um, there's so many things. Actually, we're here for Open House Chicago today. And it's all the neat buildings that we can get to see inside that we never might even know existed. That was the whole reason we came to take photographs and see some neat new things and just be downtown because it's always pretty to be here. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Liz, um, for being here with us and we're closing our interview. Thank you for having us. We had fun. Thank you for listening to What is Art for You? This audio piece was created during the series conversations conducted in the Learning Lab at the Chicago Cultural Center. Audio produced and distributed by Block by Block, Blumpin' Radio, and Youth Participants. This program, including workshop, broadcast, and podcast, was supported by a year of Creative Youth Microgram from Chicago's Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events.